Good afternoon, everyone. For more than two weeks now, our public health experts and our incredible frontline healthcare providers have been doing everything they can possibly do to look after those impacted by this terrible outbreak of E. coli. This includes caring for sick children in hospitals, making them as comfortable as possible, while also providing support and words of reassurance to their understandably distressed and anxious parents. And it also includes an intricate and comprehensive investigation into the outbreak source, proactive closures of daycare facilities where appropriate, and the meticulous investigating that has helped us to limit transmission of this E. coli bacteria. This has been a challenging and very difficult time. And as I said last week, we're still not out of the woods. However, we are encouraged by falling daily case numbers and a sustained decrease in children who require hospital care. We're also not seeing any significant spike in secondary cases. This is a cause for cautious optimism as we move to what we hope will soon be the end of this extremely serious outbreak. That said, our thoughts remain with those children who have not yet recovered enough to go home, with those parents who sit bedside looking for signs that their child is on the mend, and with anyone who is impacted by daycare closures. Today's numbers continue to trend in the right direction. But we must remember that these are not just numbers. These are Albertans, most of them under the age of five. As of September the 19th, there have been a total of 348 lab-confirmed cases connected with this outbreak. This is unchanged from yesterday. There have been a total of 27 secondary cases. Encouraging news, as there have been no additional secondary cases confirmed in the last 48 hours. It should be noted that some secondary transmission is common, and in fact, it's expected as part of a large outbreak such as this. Our aim, though, is to limit that transmission as much as possible. There are currently eight children receiving care in hospital, one less than yesterday. All of these children have been confirmed as having hemolytic uremic syndrome, including two that remain on dialysis, one less than yesterday. Those children with more severe illness are in stable condition and they are responding to treatment. Our frontline healthcare teams continue to provide them with the very best of care and support possible. A total of 707 children connected to this outbreak have been cleared to return to a daycare facility. There are currently six daycare facilities under closure or partial closure since September the 15th, as instructed by AHS Environmental Public Health. Closure orders were rescinded 
for classrooms three and four at Vic Academy in Calgary the afternoon of Monday, September 18th, following negative test results for E. coli. I acknowledge that the closure of a daycare creates incredible stress for parents. Suddenly, they're faced with either taking time off work or finding alternative arrangements for their kids. This is not easy, and the temporary closure of a daycare is not taken lightly. I cannot stress enough how important it is for people to follow instructions from public health about what they should do before their child can safely return to daycare. It is crucial for parents with children that attend daycares to follow this guidance and the guidance that's provided to them by healthcare professionals. If your daycare is closed, please respect why this is done and keep your children at home. Only send your child to another facility if they've tested negative for E. coli, if they have no symptoms, and if they've been given clearance from AHS. To all daycare operators in the Calgary region, please confirm the health and the daycare history of children who are new to your facility. This will protect you, your staff, and most importantly, the kids in your care. It is vitally important that these requirements are adhered to, to limit transmission and to prevent more people from falling ill. By working together and by following health guidance, we will stop this outbreak. The public health investigation into this outbreak continues and we are hopeful that we are getting closer to understanding how this outbreak occurred. Our public health team is reviewing the food histories for more than 1,150 children and 250 daycare staff. This includes both those who became ill as well as those who did not, all of whom were at the 11 affected daycare sites between August 15th and 31st. By comparing the complete food history from both groups, and then combining that with what is known about how food items were prepared and distributed, the team can potentially identify commonalities and ultimately identify the likely source of this outbreak. We anticipate having an update on this work very soon. I would again like to express my heartfelt thoughts to anyone impacted by this situation. And I want to reassure Albertans that your public health teams are doing all that they can do to get to the bottom of what happened here. My hope is that we will continue to see children recover and that their lives will soon return to normal. Thank you. Well, I'll move into the media Q&A. You'll have one question, one follow-up. We'll start with those in the room before we go to the phones. Before you begin your question, please identify yourself with name and outlet. And with that, we'll start with the first question in the room. Dean from Canadian Press. Uh, can we just discuss the investigation a little bit more? And I'm sorry for the front end loaded question. <clears throat> is it a matter of we will find out where the cause of it, what the cause of this is, or is it possible that we may never be able to pinpoint it down? And if we can't pin it down, what's the knock-on effect of that? So, for example, would that tie your hands in terms of orders that you'd be able to give this kitchen down the road? 
So we are doing everything we can to identify exactly how this outbreak occurred, what happened, when it happened, why it happened, and then ultimately that will help us to prevent the next outbreak from happening. It is possible that we are never going to know the exact source of the outbreak, but we are doing our very best to narrow it down, and again, that will inform uh, future steps and future prevention. Thanks, Dean. Follow-up. Well, my, my second part of my first question, though, was, does that tie, will that tie the government's hands in terms of orders for the kitchen and that sort of thing if we never get to the exact source? Does that affect us legally, I suppose? First part of my first question. Again, we're trying to identify the cause. This will help inform future prevention strategies. There are some standard food safety approaches that will be re-emphasized, and there's a lot yet to come, and you'll be hearing more about uh, investigations and, and education in the setting. Okay, so my second question is, what's, what's going to happen with this kitchen? It's been two weeks now. Uh, the daycares have been allowed to reopen. Well, I assume nothing's going to happen until you figure out whether or not there's a source with this kitchen, but what's the plan for this kitchen down the road? Will you allow this kitchen to reopen, and if so, do you have the legal authority to, to so the original outbreak in Calgary impacting 11 daycare sites were linked to a central kitchen, which you're referring to. That kitchen is closed indefinitely, and uh, I can't really say anything more about that at this time, but it is closed indefinitely. Okay, next question in the room. Okay. I want to follow up on Dean's question. You're saying that it's, you know, indefinitely. That's the word that you guys keep using. But there must be some sort of plan or procedure that you have to follow if something like this happens. How long can you close it indefinitely before you just never open it again? Like, what are the steps that you guys are taking to figure out, will it reopen again? If it does reopen, what happens? If it doesn't reopen, we can close it. I think there are a number of uh, steps in the works. But for now, that facility is closed indefinitely. There are no, in, no plans to reopen it. Should there be a plan to reopen it, then we will need to address all of the questions you've just asked. Hello, and um, my second question, I think, is for Minnesota Grange. Um, Premier Smith has said that, you know, we don't know what form an investigation from the government will take. But I'm wondering if you could be more clear, what's the threshold for a public inquiry to be called? Well, uh, we have got a very thorough investigation going right now. We want to see what the results of that investigation is. And once we have those results, if it warrants further action, then we'll take that further action. Great. Julie, I think I say hi next. Hi. Uh, Julie Wong, CBC. This is a question for Dr. Jockey. I, I understand that you're saying that investigation is you know, quite thorough, and I appreciate that you have all these food histories that you have to go through. But it's been a really long time for some of these parents. There are a lot of unknowns. There are a lot of uncertainties. And for them, having, having the answer of, well, we don't know what the source of this outbreak is, just isn't good enough. I mean, what do you say to these parents? I appreciate how challenging this is for parents, for families who are waiting for answers. Uh, our commitment is to complete a very thorough investigation that involves mul multiple components. So, of course, the initial step was to culture multiple food samples. We have not yet identified E. coli from any food sample. The food histories are an important part of it. Uh, uh, interviewing staff, uh, both in the daycare and in the kitchen, is another part of it. Uh, ultimately, there are thousands of pieces of data that are brought together that have to be looked at uh, very carefully to ultimately, hopefully, give us the answer. 
I think what I want to do is reassure Albertans that we are conducting a very careful and thorough investigation. We are hoping to come out with uh, subsequent announcements about what we found, and I'm hoping that we can uh, reassure Albertans uh, and provide as much information as we can. I think it's much more important to do this carefully, thoroughly, uh, and meticulously than it is to come out quickly with, with answers that may change. So like, we're committed to coming back with more information. Julia, follow-up? Yeah, uh, my follow-up is, I know that the Premier mentioned there's going to be a review of all shared kitchens that serve daycares. Has the, have those reviews started yet? And if so, what, if any, results have been Yes, well, thank you very much for the question. So we have begun the internal process of uh, reaching out to operators right across the province to find out uh, how many of these shared kitchen arrangements um, are, are present and how many kids are being fed from these types of food establishments. So we've just begun that work, and we'll be continuing that work until, um, until we get all the information that we require. Thanks, Minister. Just one more question in the room, and then we're going to move to the phone. So, Catherine. I'll have you stay at the podium. Questions for you. So... These families aren't getting payments until after the secondary spread happened. And as the, as the um, Chief Medical Officer of Health mentioned, um, it's hard for parents. They're, they're worried about whether they can take time off work. So why, why were these, what was the delay in getting these payments out? Well, I know a lot of parents here in the province are hurting. And this has been a very traumatic experience for so many families, uh, especially in the Calgary area. And it is my full intention to be able to get these payments sent out as quickly as possible. Uh, we're working um, with different ministries to be able to get the portal opened up so that families can access these funds. I know there's a, a lot of anxiety about uh, when these funds will be coming out, and we're doing everything in our power to get these funds released as soon as possible. Follow for Dr. Joffe. Um, I know there's different investigative avenues you're looking at. Um, I believe the Premier had singled out potentially uh, the handling of cold foods in transportation. I wonder if that's one avenue you're going, you're exploring and whether you've ruled anything out or if there's any uh, area you're narrowed in on. So what I would say is that the, um, there was a large team, there is a large team that's involved in reviewing the thousands of pieces of information that I alluded to a few minutes ago. They spend all weekend pouring through that information. They're continuing day after day pouring through that information. It will include every aspect of food handling, food transport, and distribution, as well as how the food was handled in the daycares. Great, thanks. We're going to move to the phones. Operator, can you put through the first caller? Thank you. Evan Kenny, CTV Edmonton. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, you're good. Perfect. Uh, my question is for Minister LaGrange. Um, Health Canada is advising people to mask up and take precautions uh, due to the rise in viral spread. Um, is the province planning on sharing similar messaging? Well, and I uh, was able to share some messaging. I believe it was just yesterday came out in terms of uh, we're expecting RSV and all of the uh, additional um, um, situations that come at this time of year obviously there's always an increase in flu and and we'll see an increase I'm sure in COVID as well that uh, to follow best practices uh, really the best practices are in terms of uh, washing your hands uh, staying away from work if you're sick or from school if you're sick and also if you feel comfortable making sure that you wear a mask Evan did you have a follow-up 
Yeah, again, for Minister LaGrange, uh, what's your direction on masking in healthcare settings? Well, uh, healthcare settings, uh, AHS has their um, the protocols that they follow, as do our uh, seniors facilities across the province. And uh, really, it is following the protocols that they have in place. And usually, it's a case-by-case -case situation. Operator, can you put through the next caller? Thank you. Terry Fikowski, CTV. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Um, uh, similarly to the previous question, um, I'm just wondering, Calgary Public Schools absenteeism has uh, more than doubled during the first few weeks of school. Is there any evidence that there is a connection to the E. coli outbreak? Um, I don't have any uh, information on that particular piece, um, uh, so I would have to get back to you on that and look into that, but I have not been made aware that there is any connection. And a follow-up, Terry? Okay. Yeah, is um, with, you know, respiratory illnesses, flu season, COVID and all that uh, coming up this fall, some parents and advocacy groups are expressing concern with class sizes, ventilation, potential shortage of staff when people do become ill. Can you speak to those concerns and um, any accommodations for the flu season ahead? Well, I know through my previous role as Minister of Education that, uh, that school divisions take uh, the health and safety of children very, very seriously. So they would be looking at all of the protocols that they have in place. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, the sanitization, making sure all the surfaces are clean, making sure that there's availability of hand sanitizer, uh, making sure that children do wash their hands, uh, that uh, all of those protocols are in place. And many school divisions did enhance their their ventilation systems uh, with the, uh, the the funding that was provided through the uh, additional funding for um, for uh, um, uh, capital maintenance and renewal funding that we had added early on. It was part of the over one billion dollars that we spent on upgrades and providing supports to schools through the COVID period. Great, thank you. We have time for one last question. Operator, can you put through the last caller? Thank you, Alex McQuig, Western Producer. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Just in, in regards to the investigation, are you, have you been able to trace um, the source of, of the, the food products that uh, were used at the kitchen uh, for these lunches? And as well, as, and if you have, are there any non-traditional um, wholesalers that were, were used by, uh, by the state care kitchen? Um, there is a very detailed investigation ongoing, as Dr. Joffrey, uh, Joffrey has indicated. <clears throat> pardon me. And uh, there's numerous food sources. I believe he indicated well over 1,400 uh, food items that are being investigated. Am I correct on that, Dr. Joffrey? Perhaps I'll, I'll turn it over to Dr. Joffrey. Thank you, Minister. Um, the investigation is including every aspect of the food preparation, the food sourcing, the transport, the delivery preparation in the food in the kitchens, in the daycares, it will encompass all components uh, of, of the, the entire chain of, of food, again, from uh, where it came from to ultimately where it was consumed. And a follow-up? Yeah, I, I guess I'll just ask that question again and be very specific. Um, have you identified all the, the food source, like where the food was sourced from as of yet, or is that still uh, yet to be completed? 
The investigation is ongoing, and that is part of the investigation. Great. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for everyone. Anyone else follow-up questions? My name and number is at the bottom of the news release. Thank you.